Okay, welcome to episode five. Delayed a little bit. Uh, still good. Still good. Still good. Yeah. It it's just a little dirty. It's just a little airborne. It's still good. <laughs> it's just a week late. Eh, you know, almost. But okay, this episode is going to be um, our greatest hits episode uh, because we basically didn't watch any movies this week. Well, we watched plenty, just none of the same ones. Just none ones. of the same ones, right? So we don't wouldn't know what each other were talking about. So we're going to... like, oh yes, that's very interesting. Thank you for that, Amos. Now moving on. Now moving on, a movie that I saw that you didn't. Um, again. Again. Which I said before, that I didn't want to do movies that we hadn't seen together, or where we both hadn't seen them. Yeah. So. Okay, so anyway, we're going to do uh, Phil and Amos's Greatest Hits, which uh, are movies that we pretty much watch to death. Yeah, a couple of them I can no longer watch, pretty much. Yeah, totally. I, like, okay, the first one we're going to do here is Clue, Clue, which we watched about a thousand times, uh, <laughs> and I honestly almost can't even watch it anymore because I know it so well yeah. that there's no point in watching it anymore. Yeah, if you wanted an hour and a half podcast, we could probably just sit here and do the entire Yeah, movie. we could basically reenact And I the haven't movie. seen it in five years. Oh, I know. I, when was the last time you watched it? I don't know. A few years ago, yeah, it's been a, it's it's kind of tiresome. It's like yeah, it's it's funny, but it's not funny anymore because I've seen it about 150 times. Well, when we first met, I remember because I had watched it a hundred times before we even met, and I was thinking, you know, nobody even knows this movie, mm-hmm. and you were like, Clue, I love it, and I was yeah. like, you're my best friend now. I tell you, it's something you can always bond with people over if you are a closet Clueaholic, right? Well, you can always start a great friendship based on Clue. Just on Clue. Yep. Well, I took the Facebook quiz, which Clue character are you? <laughs> and I came up as Miss Scarlet. Hey. I was like, who was are like, you? Perry Mason. <laughs> I was like, I got nice jugs. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Leslie Ann Warren. It's Leslie Ann Warren. She had great jugs, dude. It's Lizzie and Warren. Okay, fine. Anyway. So, yeah, I think I got Professor Plum. I think was, you did too, yeah. I was a little snooze, but whatever. <laughs> Why <laughs> is know, the car stopped? I almost wanted to turn in like, it's you and me, honey bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh speaking of, you know what? You just did the voice. You, we forgot to do the opening. Do it, Phil. You're the man. Can you fucking believe it? Okay. It's li- Clue. It's a little late, but it still works. Hey, okay. you know, three minutes in. Yeah, whatever. But, uh... The, the line, okay, see, you know, we can do this all day, but the, the line about why, why is the car stopped? It's, it's frightened. frightened. <laughs> okay. And, you know, one thing I didn't get about that movie was... One thing? One thing? Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Well, I, we explained that, I think, on, like, our first or second. I think it was, like, the second one, yeah. yeah. But, um, what was, where was the joke coming from that was, like, the dog shit on the... Like, everybody was looking at their shoes. Like, that was a recurring joke that went nowhere. Pretty much. I mean, and there was a bunch of recurring jokes in that movie, but that one was sort of like, what, (laughs) why bother? Well, everybody smelled themselves because, I don't know. Well, I love the fact that uh, Mr. Body, the actor's name is Lee Ving. Yes. He was like the lead singer of a band, I think. Yeah, he was uh, was like a punk punk band or something. 
But leaving? I mean, come on. Hey, it's a great name. Wouldn't you give it to yourself if you could? I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm leaving. Oh, nice to have met you there. Yeah, I know, really? Well, fine. Don't Fuck tell you. me your name. Fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... I actually, when I was a kid, I didn't realize that, because I always watch it on tape, mm-hmm. you know, on, on VHS, with, you know, but uh, I didn't realize that if you went to the theater to watch it, yeah. there was the different endings, and... They you, didn't show them all? Right, like, you only got one ending, uh-huh. and I didn't realize that when that I was, was a kid. was a gimmick. Well, And it was I mean, a dumb gimmick. Well, kind of, but still, at the same time, I mean... It's a gimmick, you know. Yeah. It's the same thing as uh, 3D now. I mean, 3D is making a huge comeback right now. I don't know why. Now, wouldn't it have sucked if you like went to three different theaters hoping to see all endings and like got all Miss Scarlet <laughs> endings? You got the same one every time. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fucking Miss Scarlet again! God, I've seen this one already. <laughs> well, you know, the weakest one though was um, the weakest ending by far was the Miss Peacock ending. No. What? That is the best one. No, that is was the best. best ending to that movie. The Miss Scarlet one is the weakest. I'm sorry, but when they start singing for "She's a Jolly Good Fellow," it cracks me up every time. The part with uh, Howard Hessman, where <laughs> our lives are in danger, you beatnik. That's the <laughs> best part of the movie. What is it? Uh, your souls are in peril. Our, our lives, lives are, are in danger. danger. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know why, but for some reason that one always seemed like the weakest one. The Miss Peacock ending. I don't know. Would anyone care for fruit or dessert? Is that what we ate? (laughs) Monkey's brains, though popular in Cantonese cuisine, are not often to be found in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Tim Curry is the best. The best. I love Tim Curry. As Wadsworth. Oh, you know what? I just thought of this. Speaking of Tim Curry, another one we're going to have to do for the greatest hits. Oh. The Shadow. Oh, God, yes. I mean, come on. Penelope. Penelope. We can't not talk about Penelope. Oh, Lord. This is, we're going to just call this the Inside Joke Cast. <laughs> because nobody out there is going to know what the hell we're talking about. You know, I tell you, the one joke that I, I thought was there that later I realized wasn't in Clue was when... <laughs> Professor Plum introduces himself and he says he works for the United Nations organization and but a division of it called the World Health Organization. I read too much into that when I was like eight, and then I realized it really was a place because the initials are you know who. Right. So he right. worked for you know who, and I was like, that's a joke. And then of course, <laughs> it's not. I think it is though, isn't it? No, it's an actual like. No, I know. Like, well, it's a joke, but it's an actual thing. But the joke is, is that it's you know who. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. And of course, so, that's that leads me to my one of my favorite jokes in that movie. That I, that I, that that I am. You're singing. Oh God! Bang. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know why that cracked me up so much. Maybe I haven't seen that in a while. But uh, it's pr- it's funny as to think about it. But I don't laugh when I watch the movie anymore. Well, it's like me and you can make the jokes and laugh about them. But to watch the movie, we probably b- would both be like, eh. <laughs> you know, like, haha, that was funny. Uh, and it'd be more funny to anticipate what scene was coming next. Right. It's the, more like an esoteric thing or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, the the one thing though that like uh, always, always, always cracked me up about that movie was that. Like, they, everybody in that movie is kind of an idiot. 
Like, it, yes. they're all these suspects or <laughs> whatever, but they're all just retarded. <laughs> and, like, um, uh, Madeline Kahn, mm-hmm. she's telling this story about her husband. They're like, uh, and he's in there, and she says, what was it she said? She said something like, well, he wasn't a very good magician. <laughs> but he disappeared, but he wasn't a very good magician. He never reappeared. Well, he wasn't a very good magician. It's like <laughs> illusionist. Illusionist, right. Okay, yeah. Jeez. You're down on your clue knowledge. Apparently. Good lord. But no, I just the funniest thing about it is the only one in that entire movie that has a clue as to what's going on mm-hmm. is Tim Curry. Yeah. And he, I mean... and. You never really know if he's manipulating the whole thing. That's or... why the one ending that makes the most sense is the third ending. Right, right. Where he's the killer. Yeah. But and then but see that's the one that involves everybody. Yeah. It almost like they just flipped the but coin. But he's Mr. Body. Well, right, but in the in the other two endings, it's almost like they just sort of like took names out of a hat and said, "Uh, okay, you did it." Yeah, pretty you much. You know. But the thing is though, is that if you go back and I remember talking to you about this a long time ago, uh-huh. is that if you go back and watch it, all the endings actually make sense. Yes, like they do. If you go back and watch uh-huh. the movie, yeah, they actually. Because work. I mean, if you if you if you're looking for the what comes out later, like when they all go to the kitchen, the people absent are the ones they say are absent later. Right. Yep. It's all there. Yeah, and it, you and you know the thing is, is like there's so many continuity mistakes in so many movies mm-hmm. that to to actually pay that much attention to it, you know, got to give them some credit for hey, that. There you go. I hear they're remaking it. Really? Yes, with Gore Verbinski. Holy Lord! Really? And I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but yes, they're making they they you know Warner Brothers partnered with Hasbro and they're gonna make another Clue movie, a movie really? based on Clue. Wow, game. that's Gore Verbinski. Yeah, of the Mexican fame. <laughs> I guess he dropped out of Pirates of the Caribbean four to do Clue. Wow, that's yeah, a good I, career I, move. I, <laughs> Hey, I can make I can make hey, a movie. The script is great. I can make a movie that's guaranteed to make 150 million dollars or Clue. <laughs> I think I'll but take what Clue. What makes you feel better in your heart? Oh, see the artistic parts coming exactly. out. Maybe he's a Clue. Uh, whatever I said earlier. <laughs> Aficionado. Uh, a Clueaholic. That's what I said earlier. Is Thank that what you, you said? Yeah. Okay, I totally spaced that out. Okay. This oh. is not unusual. <sighs> You know what? I, I am, I'm going to buck the trend here and say that I didn't watch that movie drunk because I know at least at one point I watched <laughs> I it <too> sober. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't see it drunk when you were eight. Wow. <laughs> no, you know what? I know that I've watched that movie sober because uh, I've watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> so one of them's got to exactly. be. Exactly. It's I like a crapshoot somewhere in there. Randomly sober. Hey. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Yeah, I'm so so apparently okay. Uh, going in the uh, the podcast, going by the podcast episodes, I'm the drunk, uh, forgetful one, and you are the <laughs> one that tells me everything that I I was like I always say really yes I say that a lot That's on like the a podcast I know really That's, yeah <laughs> hey that, it works go with what works That's exactly. what I say okay hey okay so you know what I think we've pretty much run out clues so we've far. we run out clue. We didn't really talk about it. We just reminisced. Oh, yeah, you know? And besides, you know what? If you don't <laughs> I mean, like it out there... dissect the filmmaking ability of a movie called Clue? Based on a board game. Well, right. But, you know, and the thing is, too, is it's like, if you don't like it out there in podcast world, 
Fuck it. It's our podcast. <laughs> we are promoting our opinions only. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. If you don't like it, don't come again. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So what's the next one? Hudson oh, Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Baby. Okay. The namesake of our podcast. Yes. The, uh, where the, the, uh, the patron pod- saint of our podcast. Well, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start with Hudson Hawk. Um, it's a terrible movie. It really is. One of the worst ever made, but it's great. That's why it's great, though. Exactly. Because it's horrible. Because it's so terribly done, and everybody's so bad. But the script actually has some pretty funny parts in it. Well, it's a pretty... It's like, a, it's a little clever here and there, and yeah, it's fun. It's a funny movie. Like, if you just read the script, you could see why people wanted to do it, because yeah. it was funny. But then the movie itself, it's like, wow, not so much. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those movies you have to see when you were, like, 12. Because otherwise, it's not going to make sense to you. Well, but the thing is, though, is it's like, okay, you say that about a movie when you're like, you're like, you have to see it when you're 12 years old. But there were many, many, many grown adults making that movie. This is true. It's like... If the only thing you can make is going to appeal to, like, 12-year-olds or people that laugh at (laughs) fart jokes, then, I mean, you're doing something wrong, probably. Well, hey, they make plenty of money on Jurassic Park. Oh, God, Jurassic Park. Okay, we're not going to go to Jurassic (laughs) Park. But But no, Hudson Hawk, I don't know. It's like, it's written by Daniel Waters, who wrote Heathers, like, the best movie ever. Right. And Batman uh, Returns. Like, also really dark, funny. Well, yeah. and see, we've... Okay, just to sort of digress just a minute, and we'll come back to Hudson Hawk, I promise. Uh, mm-hmm. Batman Returns could honestly almost be considered a comedy. If you it, watch it in a certain mindset. Of course it is. I mean... Even the tra- even the ending of The Penguin, when he dies, I pick the, I pick the cute one. Ah, oh, shit, I picked the cute one. <laughs> You know, well, but even uh, it's funny. Well, like when Batman is in his in the Batmobile and he hits the button and nothing happens, he looks at it, he hits again. He's like, "Okay, now I'm getting a little worried." And you know, the alley is like five feet wide. Yeah, but it's like it could be a comedy. Of course, I I think it almost certainly almost is a comedy. I mean, it's a really dark one, but it's a comedy. I love when Catwoman eats the bird. Yeah. And then spits it back out. Right, right. <laughs> what was it he says? What are you, some screwed up frat girl or a uh, sorority girl or something like that? <laughs> you, have, you have daddy issues or something like that? <laughs> Come on, I mean, hello, it's got Christopher Walken. God, how could I forget? Yawn. <laughs> she tries to blackmail me. I'll drop her out a higher window. Meanwhile, I got bigger fish to fry. That's I, like one of the best little speeches in movies. I love the fact that you never caught that line until I pointed it out to you. Even though we had like seen the movie years like later. 15 times. Yawn. Yeah. That's, he, it's the littlest line and it makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, so going back to Hudson <laughs> <laughs> and you thought we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Um, so going back to Hudson Hawk, you know, what's with all these rocks in the backyard? <laughs> They're rooms. Rooms? I know, he can't, why well, can't he, he can't say the word? He can't even say the word. It's a ruin, Daniello. It's a ruin. But to him, it's spelled R-O-O-N-S. Runes. Runes. Yes. Yeah, so, I, and you know what the funny thing is, is that Sandra Bernhardt, that may be her last movie that she ever made. <laughs> I don't think it was her last. Yeah, it's probably the only time she was like 
not credited as Sandra Bernhardt appearing as herself. Right, kind of right. Thing. Yeah, no, I... Or playing it, a lesbian on Roseanne. I don't oh know. Oh, God, you know, what was it? Uh, good hockey. Slap. Bad hockey. <laughs> I love their, like, vacation pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Catholic girls are scary. <laughs> when the statue starts talking, I need you upstairs. He looks over. He's, oh my god! You know, it's like <laughs> I don't. Know. For Sandra Bernhard, <laughs> the best moment of the movie is when they're like bringing him up the stairs, and she's just got her Walkman on. <laughs> I've got the power, and you can I barely totally hear off key. You can. I've got the power, and you can like barely hear it, yeah. and she's just screaming. Yeah, on okay. the conference room table. What's the guy's name who is her husband in that movie? Richard E. Grant. Okay, see, I can never remember his name, but he's a funny guy. Like, and I haven't seen him in a while. Not, eh, I can't think of anything. Yeah, but, but at that time, he was, I love, like, L.A. Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the L.A. Story where they're all ordering the various uh, coffee. Half-calf decaf with a, with a twist of lemon. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but the funny thing is, though, is that there's actors like that all the time that, like, they blow up for about two years, and then they're just gone. And Ch- he, Chaz Palmentieri, anyone? Oh, well, he does the, uh, he has that. He doesn't do anything anymore. No, he has that play. No, um, he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he has a, the, no. what, the Brooklyn story or whatever it is? Yes, that's the Bronx like, story? He, he's like a playwright. Yeah. Like, that, uh, what was that movie he did with Cher? Oh, God. Faithful? He, that was, like, based on his play. Yeah, well, they made a movie out of his play. Well, yeah, with Bobby De Niro and Chaz Palmentieri. As pretty much Chaz Palmentieri. Yeah, pretty much. In fact, I think he was here in Denver, like, on tour with that, because nothing else is going on. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, you know what? I actually remember reading about that like, he was here. It was, like, a month ago or something. Yeah, yeah. A Bronx Tale came through. Oh, God. But... Where did we go with that? I don't know! We're going back to Hudson... Okay, Hudson Hunt. Danny Aiello. Yes. Uh, The... uh, (laughs) I just love it. Like, airbags in the back of the limo. Can you fucking believe it? And he goes... He goes... Yeah. That's probably uh, what happened. That's probably what happened. (laughs) They're like, basically, we're giving up on this movie right now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, by the time you get to the part where he's like, he's been kicking Hudson Hawk, and he just goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Like some old, like... What was it? What was the two? You're like, wow, really, guys? Yeah, right. Well, what was the the name that he gave the twins? Ignuke? Yes. I just, every single time, I swear to God, every single time I see it, it kills me, and I don't know why. But when the, they get shot, and they actually say "ig" and "ug." No, no, no. The part where uh, the little stuffed animal, the the elephant, um, goes flying over into the and, she, and it's Mommy! like "help me" or whatever. Oh my god! Every single time I see that, it makes me laugh. And it's so stupid. It's stupid. It's the stupidest movie ever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, but it's so great. Andy McDowell, really? I mean. Hey, she she acts like the former model she was. Right, she's she yeah. is the most stiff and wooden actress <laughs> in Hollywood. Hello, Bruce Willis. Oh, I mean Hudson Hawk. I have. We are going to Rome. <laughs> but of course, <laughs> that movie has like one of her funniest scenes. But you must be the red. But I can't be the red. <laughs> 
The dolphin is dead. The dolphin is dead. When she starts making dolphin noises, that shit's funny. <laughs> you must pay the rent, but I can't pay the rent. Oh god, that's hot. That's just awesome. But again, I, I I caution anybody who actually wants to watch that movie is that I haven't really watched it in about ten years. So this is like childhood love. Oh yeah, you know what? It's probably like the shittiest movie ever made. Well, what's funny when you're 12 is not necessarily as funny when you're 30. You know what I mean? And just that whole can't pay the rent thing. Oh my God. (laughs) That does make me laugh. Some of those jokes still work though. (laughs) You try being called chlamydia for a year. (laughs) (laughs) The CIA guys known by their... The MTVIA. You know what? I actually named one of my fantasy football teams online the MTVIA one time. We did it at like trivia night once. And That's they right. They didn't know it. They're like the MTVia. Yeah, because they called it our name. They're like, uh, the MTVia got that right. I'm like, you retards, you haven't seen Hudson Hawk? We put Hawk? periods after all of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, you've never seen Hudson Hawk. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> What's this world coming to? You haven't seen a shitty Bruce Willis movie at all. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny is that uh, there's a podcast I listen to on ESPN.com. Uh, that actually referenced Bruce Willis's album, Ooh. The Return of Bruno. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and Hudson Hawk was named after the fact that he was like on the Hudson River in Jersey. And no. The, no, the Hudson, they explain it in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I guess they did because he was like, oh, it's like a wind that comes down right. the Hudson. The Hudson River, there's a wind that comes off of it. It's called the Hudson Hawk. Yes. Okay, so yeah. But memory Bruce, straining at the moment. Yes. Oh, don't don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hurting yourself, you're gonna have to carry this for a second because I gotta go to the fridge. Um, no. Oh, I'm not. I am. I already told this joke anyway. Amos is getting more beer, everyone. Oh, we, come on! Should yeah. we have a podcast intervention? Wow, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be edited out. Hopefully, <laughs> there's no editing out. It's all raw. This is a real life, baby. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> we gotta show it to him. Well, somebody asked me the other day. Actually, in fact, I think it was today. They were like, "Well, when are you gonna get the video podcast?" I was like, "Oh, believe me." I have a face made for radio. You don't want to see and a video podcast. And yet this is the guy trying to get on TV. Yeah, trying and not successfully trying, by the way. Aww. I didn't get it. So I was a little disappointed, but I was the boom mic operator. on. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. On uh, this this show that they, they were doing, it's like kind of a sitcom. Uh-huh. I did the boom mic. Yeah, I actually yeah. rigged the whole thing up myself. You were, uh, what's his name? Philip. Seymour Hoffman. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I tried to make out with uh, Mark Wahlberg and it didn't work. Hey. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, hey, that was anyway. a painful scene, by the way. That, most of that movie is painful. Come on. John C. Riley is an understated master of comedy in that movie. Understated? How much, how much do you bench? <laughs> this is John C. Riley. We've gotten used to him later, I think. Yeah, he... But see, the thing was is that he was sort of a dramatic actor for a while. And then, yeah. like, he became this comic guy. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in Gangs in New York, you know, he, there was no he's got, He can do movie. both, man. Hey, he's, uh, he's got range. <laughs> he does. But his hair, well, I don't know. 
How did we both just turn into Robert Evans all of a sudden? <laughs> the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> I got a beautiful pen, baby. <laughs> I cannot believe that they actually got him to play himself in Burn, Hollywood Burn. Yeah, oh, and, Burn, and Hollywood It's like Burn. the creepiest part, too. Oh, I know. Call me daddy, baby. Oh, I know. Oh, I was just like, stop oh, stop. Stop. Why did you do that? Stop. But I tell you, if you watch the... Okay, we're a long way off, but it's okay. Um, if you watch the documentary, The Kid Stays in the Picture, like the best scene ever is where he's sitting there talking with himself from 1970 in the background projected. He's like, Paramount 1970 is going to be great because we've got all these great movies. And then he starts talking, but he's sitting in front of himself. It's so beautiful. Very meta. Yes. And I... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. In fact, I've... You've never seen The Kid Stays in the Picture? I have not. Oh. I have oh. not. I know, Phil. Fail on me. Yes. Big time. Okay, fine. I'll watch it. Next time. In fact, in the podcast we're going to do three days from now, I'll watch it between now and then, and we'll talk about it then. Okay. Okay. Well, fine. So back to the greatest hits. What's the next one on the list here? Soap Dish. Soap Dish. Best movie ever. <laughs> well, no. But... It's that, it is funny, and you know what the funny thing is about that movie is that it was one of those ensemble pictures that yes, it was. nobody saw. Yes. I mean, what? It made like but, $12. I mean, this is true, but but I think it, like the other two, it has a big cult following. Yeah, probably. Um, the and I keep snapping my tongue. I keep doing that, and I eat that. I heard that in the last one. So, anyway, <laughs> a little behind-the-scenes thing for Enough, you. Enough uh, complaining, Mr. Amos. Okay, so... So, something. Uh, Sally Field, which Sally was... Field. Honestly, I don't know if she was the best choice for the lead. Of course she was. You there think? was nobody better, because she is the ultimate at that hammy emotion that would be soap opera. True, true. Well, I love the part where she's pouring the bleach in the... Like, she listens to the voicemail... And, and then just falls over. Yeah, and just like onto the ottoman or whatever. And then she's, he's like, take care of my plants like you would me. And she's pouring bleach in them. <laughs> it's funny stuff. Well, Terry Hatcher, though, too. I mean, come on. Okay. Terry Hatcher has about two scenes in that movie. Do you know well, why she is pictured on the cover? Why? Because, she, because Kathy Moriarty couldn't show up that day. What? Yeah. Really? Yes. So they're like, uh, Terry Hatcher's in the movie. Put her on the box. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just How do you even know that? I can't remember who told me that. <laughs> but I heard it somewhere. Okay. okay. Well, okay. Stop so, challenging me. <laughs> I can't think right now. Um, so, okay. Terry Hatcher, Sally Field, Robert Downey Jr., mm -hmm. one of the funniest people ever. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Um, uh, what's his name? The English guy uh, <laughs> from A Fish Called Wanda. Wow. Kevin Klein. He's not English. Well, he was in A Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> Kevin Klein is like from Bacoimo, okay? I mean, it's not... <laughs> You can't make just, out with her. He just puts on airs, okay? Well, you know what? He does a good job, apparently. What? You can't make out... You can't kiss her. Why not? I can kiss anybody I want to. <laughs> wow, this is really degenerating oh, into just us trading lines. Yeah. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, what's Carrie, Princess Leia? Carrie Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> In like one of her funniest parts. 
I'm Simi Faye Sharon, and I'm a bitch. And she just wants the guys to come in and audition and take their shirts off. And the best part is when she just rolls the blinds down. She's just like, okay. Will you be having wine with your dinner? Will you be having wine with dinner? And, and who was that, I might ask? That was Costas Mandalore, the star of Picket Fences. Was it really? Yes. Wow. Only... Only me. Only you would know that. Remember Costas Mandalore from... Well, Picket, no, I know the name. Picket Fences. Oh, Lord. Like, you know, 1990 to 1992. <laughs> <laughs> what? You just went backwards. 98 to 92. 90. Oh, I thought you said 98 to 92. To 92. Okay, yeah. I'm retarded. <laughs> One of us is. I haven't figured out I which. think we're trading back and forth. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be the right retard now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Going back to Soap Dish. Yes. Um, Robert Downey Jr., is honestly in that movie one of the funniest, like, his character is hilarious. And I think that Robert Downey Jr., maybe he got into trying to be too much of a dramatic guy or he took himself too seriously for a while or something, but in that movie, he is hilarious. It's the whole, and we were talking about this before we started recording, the whole bipolar Bell's palsy thing. Which I dispute, but yes, it's funny. I mean, and he's always carrying around that giant duffel bag. Gym bag. Like, I love it when he drops it and starts snapping over his head. It's like, hey, hey, hey. Well, wait, <laughs> I always wondered what's in the gym bag. Gym stuff. Because he's always working out or what? Yes. Well, or at least <laughs> he's trying to convey that. It's a joke, Amos. It's a joke. <laughs> Him and what's her name? He's like, we really, I seriously need to <laughs> this relationship. She's a boy. Yeah, oh, we knew that. We knew that. <laughs> well, excuse me. <laughs> well, uh, what, who's the girl? What's her name? Uh, the actress. Kathy Moriarty. Kathy. You just said that. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay the retard hat got pus- <laughs> passed to me. Got pussed to you? Hey, shut up. Damn it. I'm failing on this podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to make a big F. Put it on you. Yes, exactly. I'm gonna have to put the uh, I'm gonna have to put the L on my forehead on the picture for this one. Okay. Isn't Whatever. it normally there? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Amos Abuse Cast. Oh, I thought that was the tagline this week. <laughs> I don't even know what to this say. This is just I, an innocent <laughs> misunderstanding. <laughs> I, I, basic concept of the podcast this week, I misunderstood. Anyway. Bipolar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was illustrating. Ben Stein. Ben Stein is hilarious. I think we should have Father Corey rape the... <laughs> he's yeah. talking about the priest raping somebody. And he's just so deadpan. It's the be- what is the line that Bolt says? It was... I was down at the gym doing leg lifts when Father Corey told me about your incident at the soup kitchen. Right. And I, I rushed over. That's the funniest shit. I ever. love when she pulls out the knife out of her purse and it's like a machete. <laughs> it's not even a knife. It's, like, <laughs> it's not even a knife. It's like this giant sword. Well, it, it'll look smaller on TV. <laughs> ready one. I mean ready. two. <laughs> the director is awesome. I mean two. Oh, oh man. Okay, so fine. I think we've exhausted Soap Dish at this point. Yeah. What's next on our list here? The alien quadriplegicology. 
Sweet. I think you just coined a new term. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's going to be in Webster's soon. But, okay, so there's definitely, when it comes to that movie, or those movies, I'm sorry, they're all separate. There's Alien, there's Aliens, there's Alien 3, Cube. and then there's, well, right, Alien Cubed, and then there's uh, the fourth one. Resurrection? <laughs> that yes. Was, yes, I Thank totally you, lost geez. it for a second. Okay, well, fine, okay. But they're all distinct movies. I mean, all the, there's a lot of... They're all radically different. Well, there's a lot of movies that... In style uh, and tone, yeah, they're all different. Well, right, and there's a lot of uh, uh, sort of series that they try to sort of stick with the same tone or look or whatever, but those ones totally do not. Yes, this is true. I mean, Because Alien is basically Haunted House in Space. Uh, kind uh, of. of. Of all four of them, Alien is the elegant one. It's the best told. It's the scariest. Mm. Well, how do you define scary, though? Because to me... it's Because it's not violent. It's similar to Halloween. There's very little gore in that movie, except for the chest explosion. Really? You don't ever see much. But it's told in such a way that's terrifying. Like, I can remember... When, when you hear Veronica Cartwright get it at the end, right. and those horrifying screams and breathing as Sigourney Weaver's running along, that fucking scared the shit out of me. See, you know what's funny, though, is like, and this is really subjective, though, because I don't, I thought the Aliens, the second one, was scarier than the first one. Oh, so you need something one. to leap out at you. <laughs> I really, I need I need violence and gore to be But scared. I don't know. I mean, how, there's there's like no comparing almost any sequence in Aliens with um, Tom Skerritt in the tubes in Aliens. That yeah, you you know what? That's right. I mean, that was that was a great sequence. It really was, and that was before Ridley Scott, like you said before, turned into Tony Scott, which I honestly have no problem with, which we documented <laughs> in detail in yes, the other yes, episode. Yes. But. Um, uh, Alien, to me, wasn't as scary as Aliens because I think that, and again, it's subjective, Mm. but to me, it's scarier to be just, like, overwhelmed by this wave of, you know, killers. I don't don't know. I guess, maybe. I mean, there's something about the swarm effect. It's kind of terrible, but in the first one, you'd had that creeping thing like, you know, there are eight of you at the beginning and one by one. Yeah, you're just taken down with the picked no, off. And it, see, I mean, I, you have to imagine having seen that in '79 when Sigourney Weaver was a nobody. I mean, we, as being the age we are, well, in Ghostbusters, we know and there are three sequels, right? But, um, but at the time, you know, Yafa Kato and Veronica Cartwright were considerably more famous. Sure. Yeah. So at the end, when they're split up into their two little groups, everybody, I'm sure, thought it was Sigourney was going to die. How weird is it that Yafit Kato was a bigger star than Sigourney Weaver? She was like 19. Oh, she wasn't that young, but well, she, was, she was young. Yeah, but yeah. But the only other movie she'd done, I think, was like a uh, was like a one scene in Annie Hall. And yeah, that made no, her she famous. yeah, she was Well, the thing is though too is it's like in that movie, um, like I said, it's kind of like and I've heard even uh, I don't mean, maybe even Ridley Scott describe it as um, the haunted house in space. Basically, the yeah. alien takes the place of the ghost, and mm-hmm. you know, and all these people get picked off and whatever, and it's very creepy. Whereas Aliens, well, was, Aliens is see for me, 
Aliens is the one you I could take out and have as a movie on its own, and it'd be fine. But considering in the rest of the quadriplegic allergy, <laughs> like I said earlier, it doesn't fit. It's the one really? that doesn't fit. Really? Why? To- tonally? The other three are suspense movies. Well, maybe not Resurrection, but certainly one yeah. and Cubed are suspense horror movies. Two is an action movie. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, and, you know, Cameron, I mean, and the thing was, like, people, and I've read this, and I wasn't, I mean, I was a kid when that came out, yeah. but um, I've read that when they said that Cameron was going to do the second one, people were all pissed off because they're like, well, he did the Terminator. What, what's he going to do with Alien, you know? Yeah. And I mean, Aliens is a great movie, and I love it, but when I try to fit it into the others, it doesn't quite work. It's the one that's more of a straight-up action movie yeah. than the rest of them. Even, well, okay. Except that, that's for, like, why, Alien versus That's Predator, why, to but... me, it's less scary. Because there's less, I mean, it's, there's less kind of, I, I think in order to be scary, a lot of times you have to have intimacy, and there's not a lot of intimacy in that movie. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Uh, but for me, and maybe this is just, I, again... You know, I've said this three times, it's subjective, but uh, it, to me, like, the whole swarming thing, like, yeah, yeah. you're just going to get, like, overwhelmed, that's scarier to me than, like, there's this one alien that's going to just get you. Because, <laughs> I don't know why, because, like, I always feel like, oh, you know what, if there's just this one alien, I can, like, wrestle him. <laughs> I don't know. I can lick his acid blood. And But the, the, the whole, like, just getting overwhelmed thing, like, when Bill Paxton gets it. Yeah. In Aliens. But is it scary? It's, it's scary to me. It's scary to watch. It's scary to think about, but it wasn't scary to watch. I mean, he was just, yeah, come get him, come get him. Well, but you know who's going to die. Yeah. Well, Bill Paxton deserves to die anyway. <laughs> in almost any movie. God. Uh, I love <laughs> the fact that he has the tire mark on his face in Terminator, by the way. You remember that? I don't remember him in Terminator. He was in Terminator. When uh, Schwarzenegger uh, first comes back to the past or whatever. He's oh, one of the punks. And he, and he takes his... Yeah, okay. And he, he has yeah, like yeah, makeup yeah. on that looks uh, like a tire track on his face. That's great. <laughs> Jim like, Cameron and Bill Paxton get along really well, apparently. Really well. Too well. Oh, God. Let's not go there. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, okay. So just for my last thought on Aliens, the second one. Yes. I actually thought that in Aliens, even if you watch it now, and it's been... God, how long since it came out? Like 20 years almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The effects in that movie really hold up. Yeah. They really do. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, Because, uh, well, except for some of the rear screen projection. Yeah. Like when the the crash lands. With the, yeah, that's bad. But, but but yeah, but because the creature effects were real, it wasn't until the next one until you got digital alien. Right. And the digital alien looked a little weird. Yeah. Well, and uh, the, you're right, though. The only thing that didn't hold up very well was that rear screen, which even at the time probably didn't look that great. You know, well, it was more prevalent then. Yeah. So I but, imagine if you were used to it, like, hey, that's rear screen projection, but right. Well, it's like a matte painting, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. people would go, oh, hey, that's a matte painting. <laughs> but um, I don't think anybody was fooled by the fact. Oh my God, they're dropping a fucking burning building on Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> really? Probably not. Okay, so let's go on to Alien Cubed, my least favorite of all of them. 
Yeah, it's easy to say that though. And it, I don't know what David Fincher, Fincher's though. become. Fincher's become one of the my favorite directors in Hollywood. I like but Fincher that a movie. Lot. Is um, well, it's unnecessarily dirty and skeezy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the it's the most grim of the aliens. It's the most grim. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that basically the the sort of the uh, tone of that movie is there's no hope and why should we even care? Yeah, and I I really always wondered, and I th- I think I read it somewhere, but but they just made that weird decision to just like jettison the second one and just kill Newt and kill uh, Michael Bean right at the beginning. Uh, yeah, that was ridiculous immediately. Like, you're basically saying, you know what, second movie, jam it up your a-hole. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, yeah. what? why would you do that? I mean, the whole movie, in this, the whole second movie was about these people surviving and, you know, oh, God, we got through it and we, got, we survived and this little kid and whatever. And it's like, okay, fuck well, you. I, I, well, but the, <laughs> the movie is so nihilistic, too, that you have to imagine that that was part of the intent. I'm so sure, just to be yeah. like, ah, fuck the little girl, kill her. Yeah, but I mean, and even what though had, uh, she drowned in her cryo tube, I think Charles Dance. Hey, we talked about him before. Oh, um, Charles Dance tells me that she drowned in her cryo tube. Well, and then Michael Bean, what it like impaled him or something like yes. it crashed and the thing came. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cut but, in half. well, and then the weird part was it's like the only one that survives is um, Lance Henriksen's head, <laughs> <laughs> right? It is, yes. And he's like, um, I don't That's know. like a seriously gross scene, even though it's like supposed to be a robot. When he's like coughing up all that white stuff, I'm like, that's really nasty. Well, he did the same thing in Aliens, though. Don't do that. In the second one. Yeah, but not like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, it's really gross. It's hard to see, but when uh, the, the final prisoner like knocks him in the head at the end, if you look closely... It dislodges his ear from his head, and it's like hanging by a thread. Ew! If you watch them, it's hard to see. But yeah, I haven't actually seen. I I haven't actually watched that movie in a long time, so I I wouldn't even. I think it's worth a watch. I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's just grim, and it's. Well, it's see like, the thing. The thing that I like. Okay, I was when when I was a kid. I used to love Aliens. That was like my one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And um, and when Alien Cubed came out, <laughs> I uh, I was like, oh, awesome, a new Alien, whatever. And then I watched it, and I was like, God damn it, this sucks. And <laughs> because it wasn't like the last one. Right. Well, see, I was a fan of the whole big action, like this is war. Because even the tag, like the tagline for Aliens was, this time it's war. Yeah. And um, there's my phone. <laughs> I was like, what's that noise? Um, but uh, uh, the, the third one, it's almost like David Fincher was like the best person and the worst person to make that movie. Well, I honestly have always wondered how much uh, he probably had in actually making that movie because it's really like... It was his first movie, and he just came off all the, um, all the, the whatever music videos that he used to do with Michael Bay and all them, and the commercials, you know, him and Billy Idol. But um, was that his first movie? It was his first movie, yeah. Was it? Uh-huh. I thought it was his no. second one. Okay. Because um, the second one was seven. Okay. 
Okay. But anyway, Alien Cubed, yeah, I, I always wondered how much of that was really him and how much of it was, you know, whoever, Joel Silver, just going crazy. Or, well, yeah. That wasn't obvious. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try and edit that. No, we're not. Never mind. <laughs> I, I don't do any editing. This Fuck is this. podcast reality, man. This is podcast verity. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I like it. It's just... The, I, it's think, grim. I think that... It was sort of a, uh, I sort of got to say that it was a, a bold move to take it in the direction that they did. Because well, but, uh, yeah, and I think, I think that may have been one of the aims, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it may have been one of the aims to just go, eh, you know what, I didn't like the second one so much because of the, all the action, and I want to take it back to the original. Right, well, and the thing was, Where too, it's is just it... a bunch of guys fighting off one Right, right. Well, and the thing was, too, is it's like, most studio movies, you know, if you're going to do a sequel, you're basically, I mean, we talked about this last time with Transformers. Yeah. But, like, you just make it bigger and better, you know? Yeah. More action, more explosions, but blah, blah, blah. how do you get bigger than Aliens? They had to take it small. Right, but see, the thing is, is that I was actually a little surprised that they were willing to say, you know what? Okay, we're going to take it small again, and then we're going to also kill off the main character. Yeah. Well, but they did. Well, they did. I think that was the only way Sigourney would come back. And they paid her a million dollars to cut her hair. Right. Off. But um, but that I think she it was like contractual that she wanted to kill Ripley. Really? Yeah. Well, and then Resurrection. Okay, so leading into Resurrection. Yes. Before we go into Resurrection, though, and I'm actually 20 minutes past. Wow. Yeah. We've, we've been going on a roll here. Yeah, I know, man. We're... I thought we were going to do week this week. Week this week? <laughs> okay. Okay, podcasters, we'll be right back. Pause. Okay, podcasters, we're back. We took actually a very long break there. Of course, you wouldn't know, but we feel yeah. like telling you. Right. You know, we took a break to eat dinner and uh, have a smoke and... Discuss. Discuss cats and weird shit, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Tango and cash. Tango on. and cash, dude. Come on. You can't say that Tango and Cash is not one of the better 80s action movies. I've never seen it, Amos. Well, I know, but you should. Seriously. Put it on your Netflix. <laughs> I'll still say it was one of the better 80s Jack Palance? Movies. Is he in it? He's the bad guy. Whatever. Whatever. Fine. Okay, we're going back to Resurrection. Alien, Alien Resurrection. Resurrection. Yes, it's a great movie. It's, uh, it is a great, 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 great. How do you really feel, Phil? Movie. Really? You know, I was always surprised. Okay, this is this is my my thing. Okay, Aliens somehow garnered Sigourney an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Yeah, that was weird. I. But to me, the totally unique and fantastic performance in those movies is Alien Resurrection. Well, and the thing was in that movie it was kind of weird because it was she wasn't even really Ripley. She was like Ripley's clone. She was Ripley's clone, and she was part alien. Right, right. Because she had that weird, like, sex dream about the alien. Ugh. Yes. That was just weird. And the and the the horrid, like, person alien uh, thought it was her mother. Yeah, that was just. You know, Resurrection she was, was a, its mother. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Resurrection was just a weird movie. I mean. <laughs> it was sort of like, okay, we need to make this alien movie, but we kind of fucked ourselves in the third one because everybody's dead. <laughs> like, everybody's dead. Yeah. Not just 
uh, Newt and Michael Bean, but Ripley, everybody's dead. So how are we going to do this? <laughs> well, you clone her. Hey, and you bring in Winona Ryder, apparently, to take over the uh, series in the most annoying character role oh, ever God. created. I was hoping she would die the entire time. I'm like, alien, eat her. Please. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah, no, I it, that was I it, that was a weird casting decision, honestly. Well, no, I don't think it was weird casting. I think she was fine, but it was just an annoying character. Yeah. It really was an annoying character. I was like, "Oh my god, you stupid pacifist who's still going to kill him." Okay. Right, exactly. Well, we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, you know, we shouldn't kill the aliens because they have their own uh, you know, world that they live in and, and where we should all just be friends. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> They're going to eat your brain. I love Dan Hedaya, who they... Who, <laughs> Dan Hedaya. When he picks out his pieces of his brain. That's yeah. Best. How can you not like Dan Hedaya? That Seriously. movie was the most... Uh, had the biggest comedic vibe of all of them, by far. Yeah, and, and um, what's the guy? He, uh, the guy that was in it that played uh, Hellboy. What's his name? Um, Why do you do this to me? Now I've forgotten his name. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Of course, of course, yeah, yes. But whatever. Okay, brain fart. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, he was in it, and he was like supposed to be sort of the Michael Bean character. Yeah. From the second one. Yeah. And he basically did nothing through the whole movie. Well, he leaned over backwards and shot real cool, like. Well, that's awesome. But... Exactly, it's awesome, and that's where we're gonna stop that. Okay, no, resurrection. I... That's basically all we have to say about <laughs> resurrection. No resurrection. It's 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 done by a really quirky French director, and it's a really quirky alien movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't. I, I liked the movie well enough, but just and every the thing that sticks with me about that movie mm-hmm. is that weird. And I said it before, that weird, like, alien sex dream that Sigourney Weaver has. I was just like, that is fucking creepy and weird, and I don't even want to think about that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That's when I really started to fall in love with Sigourney, is that movie, when I read interviews, and she's like, so how, and Wade would ask her, like, so how many of these are you going to make? And she'd just be like, oh, so long as they'll pay me for them. Right, yeah, I remember you telling me, <laughs> as long as they keep paying me, I'll keep doing them. Hey, why not? Hey. I mean, what's Sigourney paid. Weaver been in lately? Hey, come on. What? Indie movies. Indie movies. Yeah, I'm sure she gets paid big bucks for those ones. Do you think she really has to worry? Probably not. She was in Ghostbusters, for Christ's sake. Ghostbusters? She has a great repertoire. She was nominated for, like, three or four Academy Awards. Wasn't she nominated uh, twice in the same year for Aliens and, um... No, it's, uh... No, it was uh, Working Girl and Gorillas in the Mist came out in the same year. Right. Okay. So she was best actor and best or best actress and best supporting actress. Right. Yeah. Working Girl, by the way, is a great movie, and I think that movie sort of gets underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I love think that it's kind of it's such a creature of its time. Well, right. That it's kind of been a little forgotten. I think. Yeah, and but see, the thing is too is that uh, I don't know. It was funny because that was when Harrison Ford was huge for a while. Well, well that he was, was big kind for of that. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the the period around Witness where he was just like the biggest thing ever. Right, and and it was funny because in that movie, if you watch that movie, he sort of plays this real nerdy guy. Oh. I mean, he's supposed to be this good looking, you know, hunky, uh, successful guy, but he's he's a nerd in that movie. <laughs> 
It's true. But yeah, but, I, I love that movie. I really do. I, I never could figure out why Melanie Griffith was vacuuming in the nude, but hey, it works. Hey, you know what? Any excuse to get Melanie Griffith in her underwear, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not uh, so much anymore. Yeah, hey. Not so much now, but at the time, sure. Yeah, 25 oh. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. Okay, I was like five. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Okay, so, okay, moving on from the aliens thing, we have to go into Alien versus Predator. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Oh, Jesus. I like that movie way better than you did. A lot better than I did. And I don't know if it's because and I, I have like... A, I have a soft spot for Paul W.S. Sanderson, uh, who just married Mila Jovovich the other day, actually. But anyway, um, but that movie is a piece of shit. It's a giant turd. What? Turd. You're insane. Turd Ferguson. You're completely insane. Turd Ferguson. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy. Best thing ever happened in the universe. Um, but no, that movie is a turd. What? Both of them are how, turds. How can you say that's a turd? It's terrible. What? I mean, I love Lance Henriksen, and having him in the movie is like, oh, it's Lance Henriksen. It's Yay. kind of this shout out to the back but I'm sorry. I, I mean, I like Sinalathon, but that is a shitty movie. It's a piece of shit. They get too much of it is done far too quickly. What do I you mean? mean? Like, Explain yourself, Philip. They go in there and they all get impregnated, and literally like ten minutes later, aliens pop out and they're fully grown. Like ten minutes after that. Okay, alright. It's a little... Uh, yeah, but, I mean, come on. Uh, the, I think there were better ways to have done that. Well, but, okay. Considering that the movie was based on a Dark Horse comic book, which was Alien vs. Predator... Which came from... With the idea gestated from where? Uh, I don't know. You are not a very good film buff. I'm a excellent. It comes from Predator Two, you ass. Oh right, because the alien skull is on the wall. Yes, and how? And Danny Glover. <laughs> that makes no sense in and of itself because aliens have an exoskeleton. So yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. Well, okay. Danny Glover aside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we're just killing all right. ourselves. Ignoring now. Danny Glover. Uh, Hey, Predator Two was much better than it should. Like it had any right of to be. Of course, and I say this all the time. Like I tell you, it's great. It's really it's uh, it's super grim and uh, super uh, super grim and super violent. But it's a great movie, really. Yeah, it is. I mean, and the thing that's funny about it is, it's like Predator Two. Okay, you know, you're just making a sequel based on this movie that you know for whatever reason became popular. That Shane Black in it for Christ's sake. What? Predator had Shane Black. Are you serious? Yeah. The guy with the big glasses. That's Shane Black? Yeah. The highest paid screenwriter of all time? Right. Wow. And you know what I watched the other day too? Long Kids Good Night? No. Oh. Last Action Hero. Oh, It was God. on cable. I was up at 2.30 in the morning watching it. I think it. we were watching it too. That was awesome. I was <laughs> like, this movie is basically <laughs> just a huge joke. It is. I... I I will never forget the story of when they announced it. When I read that hit and run book and they're having their big Christmas party or whatever and, and Peter Goober or John Peters is up there like, hey, we got a big surprise for you. And all of a sudden, 
his Hummer breaks through the tent and he's like, I'm your Christmas present! <laughs> Get to the chopper! <laughs> you had to work that in. Dude. I did, dude. I, ser- I was waiting for that for like an hour. I was like, I gotta get that in there. <laughs> but, okay, so, let's see. Rewinding back to... I don't even remember. Oh, oh Alien vs. Predator. Alien well, versus Alien? No. Yes, so. yes, thank you. <laughs> so, um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, again, I'll rephrase. It's a turd. It's a piece of shit. Um, it's, it's really simplistic. It's PG-13. Well, how is that forgivable? It's an alien and a predator, two of the most violent franchises in history. And, oh, well, let's combine them and make it PG-13. I don't know, man. Ooh, excuse and me. Pussify it. Yeah, I, at least <clears throat> that's the only thing I can say good about the sequel to that, which is Requiem. Which I haven't seen. Is a hard R. Is it? It is like violent as hell. And that's the one thing I liked about it. The, <laughs> it also is a turd. Although if there were, uh, I might actually say pile of shit to put it in. Wow. Terminology. <laughs> Stronger <laughs> terminology. <laughs> If Alien vs. Predator is a turd, and, you know, there are pieces of it I like, um, Alien vs. Predator Requiem is a pile of shit. A pile wow. of dog shit combined with horse shit combined with pig slop. You know, it's, wow, it's, it's Phil. the worst movie ever, maybe. Wow. That's... Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. It's embarrassing. Well, okay, bad. come on. Alien vs. Predator, you know, basically you have to come up with a concept that in some way, the alien is going to be fighting the predator, right? Yeah. And so they had to sort of stretch for that. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's they're hunting the aliens to train themselves or whatever. Blah, blah. Okay, fine. You know, I can sort of buy that. But then, like, the fact that, like, the Aztecs were based on, like, they made those pyramids based on the, the aliens and the predators, and they worshipped them and all this stuff. And yeah. I thought that was kind of stupid. Kind of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> but like the the fight between the alien and the predator was awesome. Come on, it was all slow mo. It wasn't that head. great. It wasn't that great. I'm sorry, Amos. You're just wrong. <laughs> As There's I no subjectivity have... here. You are merely wrong, sir. <laughs> Fine. Well, okay. Then where do we have to go from there? Oh, jeez, I don't. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, I can watch that. I can watch the first one at least because it's momentarily kind of interesting or exciting. But the movie on its whole is just not very good. Well, the thing that I didn't really like is that... I mean, neither of them, neither the aliens nor the predators are their badass selves. They're all... They're, it's just so pussified. I just couldn't get over the fact that it's not violent and it's not cool. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is... Uh, I mean, and I'll t- again, I'll restate it. The, the second one, Requiem, at least, the Predator just kills whoever the fuck he wants. There's no, like, oh, maybe Sonata Son is my friend. Yeah, that and was I'll a give little... me the little shield. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. I was, I was, was going to say about the, the shield where he makes it out of the alien head, yeah. and he shows her that it won't, the acid won't burn it, so she has the shield. I'm like, you know, the Predator... In the the Predator movies was all about just killing everybody. Everybody. There's a reason he's called the Predator. And the only reason Danny Glover gets away is because he 
won the creature's respect. And the only reason uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger got away is because he killed the fucking thing. Well, yeah, he kind of did, though, because the, the, the predator killed himself, remember? He, he blew himself he, up. Well, right, because he knew he'd lost. Right. Well, and then in Alien vs. Predator, he... The alien was sort of, or the predator was like, oh, you know what? You're my homie now. Like, yeah. what? It's I, just yeah. a little weird. I know. And but the, see, you had to pick a side. It's kind of like Jason versus Freddy. It's like, you had to sort of pick a side. And even as a filmmaker, you have to pick a side there. Like, who's going to be the bad guy and who's going to be the good guy? But They're you know, both bad guys. I know. Okay, look, that's, I'm not advocating to pick a side. I'm saying that in the second one they don't pick sides they're both just assholes killing everybody good maybe I should watch the second one I, but in the, fact, the problem with the second one is is that it's boring somehow it makes everything and it turns it boring it's like if you had kept that attitude of what you wanted uh, the predator and the alien to be these badass just killing machines that they are right but Infused it with a little more energy, that could have been a great movie. Yeah. Well, and again, I haven't seen it, but it's almost like the in the first one, well, Alien versus Predator, the first one, it's almost like they sort of said, okay, who's going to be sort of the good guy and who's going to be the bad guy? Which is stupid because they're both bad guys. But in the, in the first one, the Predator was the quote-unquote good guy. Yeah. Which... I mean, I don't really get that. I mean, apparently the, in the movie it was sort of like he was the more intelligent one or, you know, the alien was just this, like, animal. Well, didn't... yeah, I mean, that, that movie is, the, is maybe the only of those movies that treats the alien as merely like a dog that will kill you and has acid for blood. Right, right. Because in, even in the aliens movies... The alien they, was super intelligent. Right, well, and you know what's funny? I read this quote one time. I wish I could find it online, and I, I've actually tried to find it from, uh, from Cameron, which is probably... And this quote is probably bullshit because Cameron is so scared to make another movie. Yeah. But um, he said at one point that he wanted to do the third alien, but the studio told him that he couldn't because... He wanted to show this whole like intelligence hierarchy of the aliens, yeah, and the studio didn't want him to do that. I, that sounds like bullshit to me. It, and you know what? Later on, like I read that and I was like, "All right, whatever, fine." But it it sounds bullshit like bullshit now because it sounds like he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, the guy is so scared to make another movie. Okay, fine. You got the greatest, or you know, the biggest money making movie of all time. Great. You won your Best Picture Oscar and your Best Director Oscar, and you left. But I mean, speaking of which, the trailer for the new one came out, right? Did you watch it? New what? Cameron movie. I haven't... What? No. <laughs> I'm like, bleh. It was like all over the internet, dude. Front page Yahoo. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. All the stills from Avatar. I have not seen it. We'll go upstairs and watch it then. <laughs> it's... No, it, 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 it looks... It looks odd. It looks is it an actual movie or is it like a documentary, like the whole <laughs> Titanic thing? No, no, it's an actual movie. But it, the special effects are so prevalent that it looks like um, that Final Fantasy movie. 
Really? It looks, I mean, it, it makes the humans in it look computer generated. Huh. It's kind of weird. And I'm, it, it makes me, it, it looks like an animated movie when you watch the trailer. And I know that's not what they were going for. And I know the movie costs like $250 million and it's supposed to revolutionize 3D. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I I don't get the whole 3D thing, honestly. It's fun, dude. I I tell you, I saw Superman uh, Returns, right? Uh, Yeah. On the IMAX. I'd seen it before at the Continental and I loved it. I'm the only person who loved that movie, but I did. Uh, And I went to see it on the IMAX and it had like 25 minutes of 3D footage and they have fucking rock. You know what? I don't know why 3D is making such a comeback because it was a gimmick in the 50s. It's a because gimmick now. now they can do it well. I mean, I was like every time like Bob Zemeckis. Yeah. Um, those the two he the did, the Polar, the Polar Express, Express and, and Beowulf. Ugh. Um, but I love both movies. Anyway. Hey, a recurring theme in the podcast Beowulf, Angelina Jolie's butt. Hey. Two weeks in a row, buddy. Woo-hoo! I'm going to fit that in every time I can. <laughs> but anyway, the 3D works, and it works in those settings, I think. Where, where you use it well, it can work well, but it works best on special effects. Yeah. Well, what was the movie that came out that was like, uh, it was supposed to be this big 3D event? Uh, My Bloody Valentine. Oh, yeah. In 3D, you know? And, uh, I, <laughs> it's so funny. You watch that movie, and you watch... Um, What's the one with Brendan Fraser? Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D? Yeah. And they're so gimmicky about the 3D. Yeah, it's like it's everything's like, flying at the screen. Exactly. And, yeah. and supposedly what Cameron wanted to do with the new one, Avatar, is he wanted to get away from the gimmicky kind of 3D and just make the experience three-dimensional. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't think that 3D... Until we come to the point where we have actual holographic movies, <laughs> I don't think that 3D is going to be a big. But anyway, that's part. our. The, this counts as our trailer segment this week. Is go see the Avatar trailer <laughs> if you haven't seen it already. And because we're closing out, I feel the energy driving. We need to answer our trivia question. Yes, which yes. We did not answer last week. Okay, fine. And just so you, if in case you forgot, which I'm sure you did, um, <laughs> our we email did. address is. God, excuse me. Uh, Can you FBI at gmail.com? Right. Hey, see, Phil remembered. Of um, course, this guy stopped to the Google thing. Oh, hey, man. The Google, Google Lords. I bow down to Google, man. They're awesome. <laughs> no, they're not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yes, can you FBI at gmail.com? Okay. So, and, oh, and by the way, uh, you know, what, by the way, I, I have to put this in there. Um, these guys at uh, suckcast.com have mentioned us on their on their Love podcast. You. Yeah, they've mentioned us on their podcast twice now. So I have to mention them, suckcast.com. They mentioned us or you? Both. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, they uh, they plugged uh, the the uh, blogger spy, uh, <laughs> site that uh, that I use for my my blog. And they said, you know, go listen to the podcast. I'll play it for you later. Ooh. I do have it. Um, okay. But yeah. Suck- I'm all excited. Yeah. Suckcast.com. It's actually really funny. In fact, I've been listening to it for a long time, much earlier than doing this podcast. So, so this is like this week's blowjob, right? It's like, pretty they much, yeah. me, so here's some head. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm just a whore. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, so anyway, the trivia question 
going past all the blowjob stuff, Bill. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's anyway comedy gold, baby. It is. Um, um, anyway, so trivia question, which was <clears throat> uh, the question was what movie, what comedy movie had cameos by about what five, at least five, more like seven or eight directors that big were directors. Well, arguably big directors. <sighs> yes, big at the time, maybe too. Well, no. okay, so. Yeah, big in the past. Right. Okay, so who was one of the directors? Norman, let's just try and see if we can name them before Norman, we give the answers. Norman Jewison. Um, uh, oh, God. What's the guy's name? Uh, do I need to do this? The, the Spanish guy. Yes, you do need Constantine to do this. Constantine Costa Gavras. Costa Gavras. Thank you very much. And then... Robert Wise. Robert Wise. Oh, God, he was old even then. Yes. And, um, okay, so... you're Cronenberg? Cronenberg. Oh, my God. You know who Cronenberg... Or what movie Cronenberg was in? What? Fucking Jason X. Yeah, I know he is. Oh, I think I may have even mentioned that at one point on one of the other well, podcasts. Well, I know we had talked about it. I don't know if it was on the podcast. Jason but X, I, really? <laughs> what? It's Cronenberg. He's like, yeah, sure, why not? Why not? I'm from I, Canada, eh? <laughs> I'll do that Jason movie. The Jason movie goes over well in Toronto, eh? <laughs> so anyway, okay. So the answer... Okay. Is... The Stupids. They, oh my God. That <laughs> Nobody was, knows what that is. That was the, the man bush thing. Oh my God. <laughs> I am nature's greatest miracle. <laughs> We're getting really loud right now. The levels are going crazy on this. But um, yeah, no, the stupids. I, I that movie. That, I tell you, it's it's a it's a really funny movie up until about the last twenty minutes where it just runs out of steam. But yeah. up until then, it's so funny. Oh. I love when they're they're running away, and I think I told you this joke the last time we talked about this. But when the wife comes out of the wig shop. Covered in wigs. Yeah, she's got like seven wigs on, and then she's got a big fur coat. No, no, it's all all wigs. wigs. It's all wigs. Yeah. And she goes up to the police officer. She's like, "Hi, officers, covered (laughs) in wigs." Yeah, no, it's the funniest shit ever. Well, the thing I didn't get about that movie was like, uh, you you mentioned it in the podcast where we were talking about like the trivia question was, uh, it has animated characters. Yes. What was with the computer-generated dog and cat? I, I have absolutely no idea. That was just You'd random. You have to ask John Landis about that one. That was so random. And the thing is, too, is it's like... The animated dog and cat, the Muppet aliens. Right? I don't know. Well, it's kind of like um, uh, Dude, Where's My Car? Where the aliens just sort of come out, you know, we banished you to <laughs> Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> with their Swedish accents. Yeah, they're aliens know. with Swedish accents. Um, okay. Seriously, someday I'm going to get really, really drunk and uh, just write down any random thought that I think of. Swedish accent, aliens, dog and cat, computer generated. Just make it all into a movie. And sell it to Ashton Kutcher. Totally. <laughs> well, he's got like 70,000 fucking Facebook followers or uh, Twitter. Twitter, which he now regrets because people uh, stalk him. Apparently, what? I was reading this. He now Why would you stalk Ashley? He, he, he was the first to a million. Really? Twitter. Uh, the followers. first one? Yeah. Wow. He and 
it was like he and AOL or something or Yahoo. It was some company, or Microsoft. He and the, this company were battling to see who could get the most Twitter followers. Ashton Kutcher, though, really? I mean, what what Twitter updates would be entertaining? Like, oh, I saw Demi Moore's fake boobs today. It's like, well, so have I. <laughs> if you've seen it. All right, whatever. I think we're running out of steam here, I and mean, we're at a hundred. At least we or, answered the goddamn. Question. God, no kidding, right? I I listened to the podcast from last week, and I was just like, we didn't answer that question, and I oh felt my. bad for all you people out there in podcast world that we're just lost. I know our there, answer. Was, there are people at work going, "What the hell?" It's like Rain Man, you know? They're like bit, like rocking <laughs> back and forth. What's the answer? What's the answer? What's the answer? And I'm really off the rails right now. <laughs> Woo! It's like Runaway Train with John Voigt. Holy crap! <laughs> Way to go on that one. All right, all right. We're going right. to end this. Phil, take us out. Can you fucking believe it? Awesome. <laughs>